Early birds, this is the Scum and Sneak fantasy football show about the LV Dynasty fantasy football league that we are all in. Happy October and congratulations, first off, to Smith Ben 08 and the Do Nothing Commission Brendan as they both welcomed in baby girls this past week. Welcome to the world, Peyton and Sawyer. Yes, welcome to some more kids in the group. And we might have another one here in the next couple of days, it sounds like. We for sure do. That's why this one's hitting your guys' ears a little bit earlier. Uh, I'm going to have a baby this week. So this one's early. Probably won't have a break in it. I think we can do it next week, but we'll see what happens. Lots of exciting stuff going on for our league mates. Kids are popping out left and right, but we still have a show to do, and we are still here for the world. Yeah, on to the important things. <laughs> like we teased, kind of mentioned, uh, does the math is weird for the quarterway point of the season, but we're, we're there now, Schneek. Uh, we've got, I don't know if we would say a, a good enough sample size to really say what's true, what's not. But four games, you know, isn't anything to sneeze at. So there's definitely some, some surprises in, again, both our league and in the real NFL. Also some disappointments. We're going to get into some of that today. But first, we got to do a nonsense minute. Yep. And a kind of quick one for you this week, Shanique, but I, I think it's kind of hard and interesting. Keep, trade, cut, playing football watching football and fantasy football okay uh okay keep trade cut i'm going to cut playing football keep oh man i'm gonna keep fantasy football and trade watching football all right Oh, gosh, that was a freaking tough one, dude. What a question. We're exactly the same, and I wanted to try and keep playing football because I, I do love it, but, I mean, I never do, especially not, like, yeah. tackle football, so I got to cut it. Yeah. You know, it's super fun, even, like, playing flag or touch. I'm like, can we do more of that? And then we get out there, and then hamstrings are torn, and it's cold, and <laughs> If the if the snowman's around, he wants to play tackle, and like no one's trying to do that. No, he just wants to go out and, and destroy us. You know, so I was this close to trading fantasy football because when you go through some rough games, like <laughs> I've been, and some of our listeners and league mates have been going through, you just get so sick of it. You don't know what's going on, but every week it just still comes right back at you. Like, all right, what can I do to get a win? That, that was the tough call for sure between uh, keeping and trading uh, fantasy and watching football. I, I would have, I picked to uh, trade watching as well, but that's just because as fun as it is, there's no like competitiveness to it other than maybe rooting for your team Like you can't actively participate. Like again, with fantasy, like I actually have a, a role week to week if I'm going to do good or not. So got to keep that just gets the, blood pumping gets the juices flowing and obviously it's our livelihood based on this podcast yep for sure it is our livelihood it is what we do and is what we live for let us know people what you would do keep trade cut 
fantasy football, watching football, and playing football, we'd love to hear about it. Before we move on to you know our normal kind of power ranks segment, Sneak, we did want to take a look uh, back, like I said, at what has transpired so far in the season. And since it's week five that we're going into, you and I thought we would look at the top five at each position in fantasy currently, kind of talk about what might persist, what might be a fluke, uh, maybe look at what we thought preseason too. So where do you want to start? Do you want to just kind of go down our normal order of the positions? Do you want to start somewhere else? You tell me. Let's just, let's start with quarterback. Okay. And uh, just kind of go from there. Yeah. Like you said, what we predicted on the show back when we were ranking positions, uh, how things have transpired so far. Uh, we'll talk about who's currently in the top five and if we were potentially right about any of them. <laughs> All right. So uh, again, we are recording early. There is still a Monday night football game to be played, but as far as the quarterbacks, it would take a, pretty historic effort from Justin Herbert or Derek Carr to get into the top five. So they're fine. But currently the quarterback list is Patrick Mahomes at one, Kyler Murray at two, Jalen Hurts at three, Tom Brady at four, and Matthew Stafford at five. Uh, That was pretty easy. That was pretty easy. And I think we would all agree the glaring person in that top five is the Hurts at number three. Yep. You know, looking back at our list, I know we all had, or you and I had variations of Mahomes, Dak, Josh Allen, uh, maybe Brady, Russ, Herb might have been there, Kyler, uh, Lamar, you know, you know, within that top five, eight range. But yeah, so I know, I do know, I think you had Mahomes at one, I had him at two. So we're pretty close there. And he's, he's even at this point, he's 10 points ahead of Kyler, who feels like Kyler's just been having a crazy year yeah I think Hurts at three uh I don't know if we're surprised Brady at four maybe I guess we're not surprised I mean I had Brady at six in my list you probably had him somewhere around there yeah I think like maybe, seven maybe yeah, maybe yeah. Stafford at five I had him at 12 uh you know just an absolute monster couple first weeks you know minus this this last week so I mean all in all, quarterback positions are pretty easy to predict. You know, I'm, I'm disappointed that Dak is all the way down there at nine or 11 or whatever. He's down there at 11. I didn't, you know, I expected him to be more, uh, to be higher up there. But what do you think? Are you any surprises? Any, anything really to, that, that we're needing to talk about here? But pretty much who we kind of thought would be there, minus Jalen Hurts. Yeah, well, if you remember, we had a big discussion in the quarterbacks episode about rushing so I think I did have Jalen Hurts in my top 12. Yeah you probably did I I didn't but you probably did. I did not expect him to be here at three but again that is off the back of a pretty solid rushing baseline and he's been decent as a passer so juxtaposing him to Lamar Jackson who would be in the same mold he's performing better than Lamar at least fantasy wise and Lamar has had a like massive rushing game this year I think it was like a hundred yards and two touchdowns a couple weeks ago. So Jalen Hurts and even to an extent, Kyler Murray, I think it just shows like what having that baseline of, you know, probably a rushing touchdown and what, at least 50 yards. I mean, I'm not looking at their averages or anything, but that's like 
10 points you can bank on every week uh, just from their legs and then passing on top of that just leads you to fancy points. Now, the, the Eagles are what, like maybe 500? I don't remember. The Cardinals are looking pretty good. They just beat the Rams yesterday. So varying degrees of real-life success with those types of quarterbacks. But fantasy-wise, you are happy if you have one of those guys. Um, and even like Lamar in the top 10. And the, the surprise in the top seven, Sam Darnold, is currently leading the league in rushing touchdowns. So, again, having a quarterback that contributes somewhat uh, in those ways is and just a smash easy thing in fantasy. Yep, yep, I would I would agree. Uh, and just kind of look at some of the stats. I think Jalen Hurts threw three touchdowns this last week, and so without that, he only would have had four on the year. He's only he's got seven currently. And then you kind of talk about Lamar Jackson only throwing for four touchdowns through four weeks, but it's the legs. Uh, that's definitely a huge helping factor. Uh, but I think as time goes on, who would you say out of maybe positions six through 15, 20, you can see a quarterback in the next four weeks and going into our second quarter of the season making a push or getting into that top five and pushing somebody out. If you had to pick someone, who would you say would it be? I would say it's probably Josh Allen, just based off of the history uh, from last year. He's also not that far off from the top five. It's only two points that separate him and Stafford right now. And we saw, we saw Josh Allen kind of find his footing again uh, against the Washington football team a couple weeks ago. Didn't have to do much against Houston, but still had a good game. And then has the Chiefs and the Titans coming up over the next two games. So would expect a shootout and then, a again, another pretty easy matchup. Scoring a lot of points. So he could just kind of have two monster games and then solidify himself in the top five once, once we reach that halfway point. He does have a bye coming up, though, too. So that could kind of slow him down. Yeah, that's, that's almost a, a no-brainer call. Currently at number six. Uh, I think it was his first two weeks of the season, even though they're playing well, he wasn't just the stat monster and he's kind of getting into that stat monster groove right now. So it for sure can see him popping in there and maybe knocking out the likes of, of maybe Hertz, maybe Stafford, if he kind of comes down to earth, the skosh, but I, I'm going to, I, I got to go with Dak, my guy, he's number yeah. 11, number 11 right now, 10 touchdowns, only two picks thousand yards uh just been playing like this last game you know throw through for four touchdowns didn't even crack 200 yards i don't think passing because that running game is getting going but you know it's in my opinion it's got to be dak i would almost if i was being really crazy maybe go joe burrow to go on some sort of streak here of just massive passing games because with the mixing injury and that running game not just not being as great as it is T. Higgins is probably going to be coming back. That three receiving core, uh, I could see the Bengals relying on Burrow a lot to maybe, you know, get going. But I'd have to probably just say Dak and a, and a maybe you could see Burrow. But it's going to be hard to knock any of these guys out of it. Like you don't see Mahomes or Murray or Brady like really slowing down. Maybe a little bit. Like Brady had a rough game at New England weather game he you imagine he bounces back i think he plays miami next week like he could easily go out there and throw for another five touchdowns so it's gonna be hard to crack this top if 
if the players kind of stay the way they're doing. So, and it just, it just, again, it's having a, a nice quarterback to rely upon is, is extremely important, but also it, you know, the disparity between Mahomes at one with 145 currently, and you go down to 10 Lamar Jackson, 109. I mean, that's a 35 point difference. Like that's a, that's a game. So there's one game difference really from top guy to our, our, our 10 through 15. So I don't know what that says or means, but it just means the quarterbacks are, they'll, they get your points. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to running backs now. So top five currently through, through four weeks, Derrick Henry at one and very comfortably at one. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, Cordero Patterson, Ugh. Aaron Jones, and then Najee Harris. Again, pending the Monday night game. So Austin Eckler is currently sitting at 62 points. If he has a 20-ish point game, he could jump in to that top five uh, again for this first portion. So maybe, maybe not. But it's a solid top five, at least from what we've seen uh, so far this season, usage-wise and production. And obviously, these guys have been healthy, unlike the likes of uh, Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook, who I know we both had one and two in different orders in our preseason list. So that's the reason they're out. Do you want to talk about the the major surprise right away, or you want to touch on some of the other like stalwart guys first? I mean, I guess we can get out of the way. Nobody in the entire world saw Patterson being in this position. I don't really even know what to talk about it. I guess it's just strange in all around. I want to say that it's going away, but it doesn't appear to be going away. He's clearly has a foothold on tons of production, even though he does not seem to be playing a whole lot of snaps. He's turning those snaps into touchdowns into, uh, you know, big fantasy days. And I guess with that Atlanta offense, it's, it's here to stay. I don't, I, I think a lot of people, you know, unless you have him and you're playing him and you lucked out into that, then so be it. But if not, I don't think, I don't really know what to say about it. It's, it's, it's strange. It's a, it's, it's a strange thing to see. It's pretty crazy. Like you said, he's not on the field very much. He's not getting a lot of rushing attempts. You know, he's he's got the dual eligibility in sleeper. Uh, his target numbers are really high, so that's helping his his output. But like you said, five touchdowns in four weeks, that's the major thing. Will that sustain? Uh, we would all say probably not, but we've seen kind of crazy seasons where they're just finding the end zone, um, you know, at a ridiculous amount. And maybe that's what we've got ahead for Cordero Pat. Cordero Patterson. Like you said, Falcons offense is weird right now. Uh, Mike Davis is the co-member of the backfield. I, I would say leader, but as far as like output, he isn't the leader. And um, yeah, the two big guys that we thought would be the receiving options, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts have just been okay so far. And Matt Ryan is looking for Cordero in the end zone uh, instead. So don't, don't really know what is prescriptive, what's not, other than you would expect this to slow down at some point, unless his usage and his time on the field really goes up, and then it might be a thing for the whole year. 
Yeah, it might be. And I guess that we'll see. Uh, he's got a nice matchup this week and then I think a bye. So, but I think on, for me, the bigger surprise is Najee. For whatever reason, I didn't rank him in, a, in my top 12. I think you probably had him at 12, maybe. I think I had him at 10. So you were seeing, you know, the, the opportunity there. And it's coming, it's coming in the air, really, for him. He's got 185 rush yards and 178 receiving yards. He's basically the same on both those fronts. And that offensive line is terrible. The Steelers are really not that good, but he's, he doesn't come off the field. He gets tons of targets, tons of catches for even low yardage, whatever it may be, he's getting the work and fantasy wise. And, you know, he's only, you know, even from two, from Elliot to Najee, the two to five is separated by three points. Mm -hmm. I think that's a bigger surprise than the Patterson being the, the, the usage, you know, you, that he just, he just doesn't come off the field. And then obviously, you know, we, we predicted Henry to be top five. I think I had Elliot at six. Uh, I didn't even have Aaron Jones here, but that was before the Rogers thing. We don't need to get into that. But what do you think? Anyone, anyone else here that you didn't expect, or I know you mentioned Eckler coming into tonight, possibly with a 20 point spot could be making a move, but anyone else out of this top five spot that you can see, coming into and, and making a move to get to the top five here in the next four or five games. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's pretty, it's pretty close still uh, after Derrick Henry, even looking at like the six through let's say 13 spots, that's only separated by five points. So there's a, there's a lot of guys. Uh, what is going to be the factor? And we all know this in fantasy, the running back that can stay healthy is going to end up the year in the top, five you know Christian McCaffrey and Dal Dalvin Cook are probably not going to get there anymore just by the fact that they're missing games uh, unless someone else is is going to miss like a uh, Aaron Jones or Ezekiel Elliott um we see David Montgomery who's at number six is likely to miss games here you mentioned Joe Mixon earlier so uh it's hard to say who's going to jump up because it's just a question of who's going to stay healthy I think the big surprise missing from the top five in the, or at this point in the season, maybe selfishly I'm saying this, but it's Alvin Kamara, who we thought was going to have a huge role in that offense. And he, he kind of has, but that offense with Jameis has been weird. So I think that we had a little more confidence in Sean Payton and in Kamara as a player, but the the passing utilization and whether again that is game plan or Jameis hasn't been what we what we've seen in the past with Drew Brees so that's a surprise to me. Yeah, big surprise. Alvin Kamara sitting at number nine. Uh, weird offense, like you said. Uh, once again, you've got the the Chubb and Hunt at eight and ten. They're going to be there. I hate to say it, I really do, but I think for me, the player that I could see make a push here in the next couple games is going to be Saquon. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say that. Yeah, you know he's. It, everyone was talking about the injury. What was he gonna be like? Is he gonna be a slow starter? Is he? And it looks like that's what it was. It was a slow start. Needed a ramp up. Needed two, three games. Last two games, 23, 31, and heading into Dallas, uh, which has a lot better defense. But just it just feels like the Giants are like, okay, Saquon's fine. 
we're going to get him the work. And if he gets anywhere from that 13 to 15 carries and five catches a game and, and, and gets a score, he's going to be in that, that conversation to make a move. He's already currently at sitting at 73 points. And like I said, the running backs uh, outside of Derrick Henry, they're all within 10, 15 points. So another big banner game. And one of these guys dropping off a little bit, Saquon, I think is going to be able to make a big push. Yeah, for Saquon too, what I bet we'll see continue to increase is that passing volume with Slayton out, with Shepard out. Like I know they started getting the guy that I bashed all offseason, Kadarius Tony. He got involved and looked pretty decent, but still they're going to need Saquon out of the backfield, both rushing and receiving. So uh, yeah, I agree with you. He'll he'll make a push here pretty soon. All right, let's go to wide receivers, which is the Ugh. the ultimate the, the ultimate freaking what the heck, man? Number one, the the surprise of the season. Oh, maybe not. I mean, like we knew he's good, but Cooper Cup came out on fire, cooled down a little bit lately, but um, right there, number one, Tyreek Hill uh, was not looking like he'd be here until this past week, where he had forty-five points, just a massive game, but. That's what Tyree Hill does. And then rounding out the top five, Debo Samuel, Cordero Patterson, who I guess we'll just kind of put an asterisk there because we already talked about him. And then five and six, DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin. So, Mm -hmm. again, after the top three guys, Cup, Hill, and Samuel, it's kind of a drop-off. But I would say, like, mostly surprises because aside from Tyreek, I we did not rank any of these guys in our top 12, let alone our top five. Yeah, this one is really coming coming over as uh, the biggest surprise. I, I, I don't – anyone, if they're being honest, would have not called any of these players besides Tyreek. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're good. We You know, Cup, fine, and, and Debo, like, okay. But no one saw the type of – I mean, Debo over here having, has had two games of, like, multiple touchdowns and, like, 150 yards – like, that's crazy in that offense where we thought it was just going to be run heavy and none of the real pass catching options were going to be anything to write home about the DJ Moore again. Good. I like, like what are we supposed to say? We didn't rank any of these guys to have the breakouts that they're having currently. And I don't know because of the way those offenses are, if we're going to see much of a, a come to earth or an evening out, like, the Rams are going to throw the ball a ton. So Cup is going to, and obviously he's got the connection. So he's going to probably stay relevant there. I I would say out of all of them, I would I would like Debo to come down to earth just because of the offense, like we're saying, like, but maybe they're like, we've had 17 injuries at the running back position. We have to throw it. There's something going, they don't like IU. He's not ready. He's not as good. He's not whatever. And Debo is playing out of his mind. And DJ Moore, that that Carolina offense is really good. So no, you know, you don't even, you don't see the likes. I mean, Devonte down here at nine, uh, who, I mean, you know, Allen Robinson, a complete bust, uh, Keenan Allen, decent, probably down here somewhere in the twenties. Yeah. Like Ridley, nothing. AJ Brown been hurt. Kinda, you know, Diggs is solid, but man, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what else to say, but other than I am, I am shocked that this is, other than Tyreek, that this is our top five, even top 10 receivers. You know, you got Devontae and Jefferson there, but like Lockett at 10, Mike Williams at seven. Yeah, I was going to mention, I, I didn't do the whole spiel, but he probably jumps into the top five after tonight. 
Uh, all he needs is uh, a couple <laughs> points, yeah, and he's in there. So he's been a surprise. But I think what what's driving this is you look at Mike Williams, look at T.J. Moore, Debo Samuel, and Cooper Cup. All those guys, we expected their counterparts to be a lot more involved than they are. We thought they would be like split receiving cores, right? Like, like look at the Rams, and we I definitely thought Robert Woods would be more involved. Matthew Stafford hates him. We thought Brandon Ayuk would be more involved, and Kyle Shanahan hates him. Yeah. Uh, even on the Panthers, we I think the question marks were uh, Sam Darnold, but then also we saw a lot of Robbie Anderson involvement last year, and he hasn't been doing anything. So all these guys, uh, even the Chargers, like Keenan Allen has been fine. We thought he would be the dominator of that, but Mike Williams has been so good. So hard to predict when you think that there's other like target competition, and it turns out there isn't. I mean, I guess the one – we'll get ahead of this right now. I know Chase is going to be banging his drum for Terry McLaurin, and he's had two games at nine points and then two games over 25. So the knock that we had against him was he was up and down, which has been shown. He's probably a little more up than we were giving him credit for. But like I said, he'll, he'll probably get bumped by Mike Williams after tonight. And then I, I expect this receiver list – these rankings to change throughout the year. We've seen hot starts before. Uh, even the guy at number 10 that you mentioned, Tyler Lockett, after what, like six weeks last year, he was the number one and by far, and then ended up, you know, down at like eight after the season played out. So receiver of, of all the position groups, I think is probably the most volatile, but also the, the closest, if that makes sense. Like Exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. It's the most volatile. It's the most uh, you're going to see the most turnover and turnaround week to week uh, from these players, you know, maybe really minus like the Tyreek Hill. But I imagine if we did when we, if we do this again in four weeks, it could easily be a whole different top five. Yeah, totally. And that's fun. And that's that that's fun. And, and that's great. And that means that and what's always been said, the receiving uh, pool is extremely deep uh and there's you know a lot to go around you know you have to imagine you're going to see more of the dk the you know aj brown get back maybe really put it together cd jefferson i mean hopkins like had a great week one and then kind of been cooling off injury so there's a there's a lot of big names that we're just not we're not seeing perform and the, those who own have the you know the shares of the cup debos dj moore you know stupid cordero but there's, I feel like there's going to be some coming down to earth, not as much, but yeah, it just, it just goes to show you. And, and like, and you're talking about Mike Williams making that jump. I think I'm, a, I'm surprised that Jamar Chase is there sitting at 11 with the four touchdowns. Uh, you know, we knew he was a solid come into the league, be a really good receiver. I'm a little uh, shocked that he's going to hit the end zone so much, but if I were to pick a player that I'd say, uh, has to make a move. Uh, it's it would probably be DK for me. Uh, he's started out slow, 15-9, 22-15. I think he's got a lot of plus passing matchups uh, ahead of him. And if the Seahawks don't do what they always do every year, where they like cool off for a period, if they stay stay in the passing game and stay on him, I could see DK putting up some big numbers getting getting up there. And like I said, he's sitting at 62 points. He's only 30 behind Cooper Cup. So 
I would say I would pick DK to make the, the next jump. That's a good one. I mean, I think the obvious one is Devontae Adams um, sitting at nine has been relatively quiet. And we know that there was one game where the entire Packers offense was just like a dud. So, yeah. you know, he's sitting at nine after essentially three weeks, three games. So, you know, he'll probably go on a touchdown streak here, probably end up in that top five sooner rather than later and then be there at the end of the year. So, now I guess we'll go to tight end. It's going to be a, probably the shortest conversation that we can have. Yeah. But we've got Travis Kelsey at one. Uh, that's not the surprise. But then Rob Gronkowski at two, including missing a game. Dalton Schultz at three. TJ Hawkinson at four. Dawson Knox at five. And Darren Waller is sitting at six, uh, only five points back. So he probably gets in there after tonight's game. Yeah, obviously Kelsey number one. We everyone in the world, Kelsey top tight end. Uh, and like you said, after tonight, Waller probably makes his jump up there to probably somewhere around four or three, depending on what he does tonight. Obviously, surprising to see Dalton Schultz at three. None of us had him as a tight end in the top 12, like you said, let alone top five. Uh, I had Gronk at 10. I don't know where you had Gronk at, uh, but he coming out solid. And Hawk, we all were saying was going to have a bust out. And he's been kind of busting out uh, as sitting at four. I don't know. Dawson Knox at five. Fant, Goddard, Andrews, Kittle. Maybe Kittle at 10 is a bit of a disappointment. Uh, I had him at six. You probably had him somewhere around there. But it's a tight end position. It's it's Kelsey and the rest, even, even the way that, I mean, Gronk and Waller, even Gronk's been playing. It's, just, it's always going to be Kelsey above and beyond. Uh, what, what would you say about the tight end spot? Yeah, you touched on it. Dalton Schultz is the big, big surprise there. And I don't know if that's just a result of one Dak being back. Like last year, we didn't put a lot of faith in the Cowboys tight ends. Well, I guess it would have been Schultz last year, but he didn't have Dak. Also, the Gallup injury is probably freeing up some opportunity for him. So mm-hmm. when Gallup does come back, we'll see if, he stays involved, but yeah, he's been great. I went on record saying that Jarwin was going to be the starter. And it's funny because they do kind of, they split the work. It seems like, but Schultz is just outproducing him and uh, has been really good. The guy that, I don't know, I, I think has the potential to really step up is Mark Andrews, weirdly, even though I know we were down on Lamar as a passer and everything, but he is the involved guy, and he's been really, really quiet in the touchdown area. So I expect that to to kind of tick up. And then that, you know, once you get two, three touchdowns, and um, his points are going to really jump up and and start looking better. You know, he's only, what, 14 points right now from the top five. So, again, that's that's the two touchdowns. Yeah, I do. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Kyle Pitts at number 19. Oh, all right. Let's do <laughs> Pitts talk now early. All right. He's only 10 points behind Mark Andrews, who I just mentioned. So, uh, no, totally. And that's the, that's that we, the we, tough we, position. Yeah. We beat it to death. The, you're right. You know, if you're getting anything, you're going to be 
a game away from jumping 10 spots in these rankings. But I will, I just want to say that he's had an extremely slow start to his season. Yeah. And I don't know with this whole Cordero thing going on. I don't know where he lies in the pecking order with the Falcons. Uh, but well, yeah, again, we'll see. And if I had to pick a tight end, uh, to maybe make a jump. And again, like I said, it could be one game and they make a huge jump kind of torn, uh, between what I'm seeing out of the target share for Gesicki. He's sitting at number 11 and what I've been seeing out of Ertz catching, uh, a touchdown this last week. I think he's got one or, or two on the year now. Just they got plus matchups in the next couple of games, uh, pass, uh, friendly defenses going up against them. And, uh, Hertz seems to be dialing in on his tight ends. Uh, so safety valves, not really being able to, to get the deep ball going. So as I like to see a little resurgence out of Hertz. And then I just, I mean, whatever that Miami offense is strange, you know, target wise, Gesicki goes from six, 12, six. So the targets are there. And he's got three really good matchups coming up if, if Jacoby stays in there or if they somehow can get Deshaun Watson maybe or something figured out in that quarterback position. Uh, but, again, it could be another 10-point game, and there these guys are jumping up there. So, And we'll, we'll see it tonight with Waller. Like, he could, have, he could have 15 points, and he's going to be number two. So, <laughs> yep. Which, yes. Very possible, even though I hope not, because I got an outside shot to be Doug still. Yeah, and we're going to be watching that. You know, if you have some sort of crazy Eckler game and Waller just disappears for whatever reason or the, the Chargers zone in on him to cut him out and you make a comeback, oh, man. But as it, as it sits, you're looking to lose to Doug, and which I don't know if that's the right segue or not into our rankings, but absolutely is. So let's go ahead and get into it. Some shakeups, some disparity between the rankings committee this week. Uh, We're going to talk about it all, but as always, let's start from bottom to top. Number 12, the ultimate bottom sneak. (laughs) That's where I live, man. Uh, number 11, Tyler. Number 10, Jim. Number 9, coming off of a big win, is Doug. Number 8 is Matt. Number 7 is Hesse. 6 is Brendan. 5 is Chase. 4 is Wade. Number 3 is Scum. What the heck? Holy smokes. Number 2 is Eric. And number 1, undefeated new daddy well second time daddy smith ben 08 number one team this week o m g benjamin smith ben 08 with the number one spot going into week five we did not see this coming folks i just he beat his brother-in-law, Brandon, in a close matchup. And a nail-biter. What was his decided by? Like a half a point? Something like that. Jeez Louise, man. Like one, just like legit, like one point. Holy smacks. So you got to give him credit for, for being undefeated, for finding a way to win. Uh, again, he, we've talked about a lot of his guys already on this episode, reviewing who's in the top five. So that's really driving his success. Tom Brady, Cooper Cup, 
for reference, but yeah, I mean, he's sitting there. He's going to be at number one in the sleeper rankings. He's at number one in ours. The other undefeated team, I guess we'll just go into that, is Wade. He'll be 4-0. He's sitting at position four. But that's, again, because second week in a row, he got a negative out of Sony Michelle, I think, is what I saw. Um, he played you. Now, again, not that it's, like, supposed to be easy, but he just, you know, didn't have to do a lot. And then uh, his, his success is based off of Cordero who we expect to fall off. So that's why he doesn't get as much respect as Benjamin, in my opinion. Yeah, just quickly, you know, he's number one. I don't think he's ever been this high before, and he's been on a historical rise just going through his team. He's got Brady, who we just talked about being a top five quarterback, Cup and DJ Moore, top five receivers. And when you got that kind of firepower and the way that they're producing – they're not, they're, they're like, they're having huge games, just monster numbers. You can have a slack in the Miles Sanders throwing up eight points. You can have the slack in, you know, your tight end spot getting you like nothing and stuff like that. So good on you. Good on you, Ben. I don't know if you lit how often you listen, man, but we are very impressed and we hope it, it stays this way. Man, Ben, earn, scum down to three, Wade in the top here. I'm loving what I'm seeing about with these rankings each and every week and some of these teams and how they're performing. I mean, Doug coming out, probably going to get in that 150 range, beating you. Come on. Like, this is this is what we live for, and we love to see it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm – in, I'm in shock, but I'm also happily shocked to see some of this going down. It's a wild year. It's super fun. Let's talk about, I guess, that 2-3 spot. Me and Eric. Yeah, Eric's team is probably better than mine. So would you expect – should we have Eric at the at the top? He'll probably have the most points in the league after this week. He'll be at three and one. So only a game back from Ben. Should he be number one? Maybe if not this week, then probably next week. I mean, I think we, we did right, giving Ben his credit, undefeated. He's beaten Brandon, who's got a stacked team, who just hasn't been performing. I would say that Ernie should probably be number one, uh, just based off points scored and the way that that roster is constructed. And this going into next week, we'll talk about matchups here shortly. Uh, but going into this next week, he plays Doug. Should be should be an easy win, but I guess we never know that for sure. And uh, Ben going up against Jimbo, which probably should be an easy win for Ben. But again, this is this is what the this is what the matchups are. This is what the uh, rankings are. Uh, but when it's all said and done, Ernie will probably be in that number one spot. But heck, if Ben doesn't lose, why would we knock him out of the top spot? True. So true. Um, that middle group: uh, Brandon at six, Jesse at seven, Matt at eight a couple two and twos and brendan will be one and three uh Ra, i mean we're giving him a lot of credit for his team Do nothing so to he's gonna have to turn it around here soon any any confidence in jesse or matt sneaking in and bumping out wade or brandon from the playoffs or even like me i don't know hmm. 
I want to say no, just because, you know, we got to go off of what history tells us and we got to go off of some of like, it's like we just said about Brandon's team. We say the same thing about Matt's team. Like he's got players on his team that just aren't producing the way they should. I mean, he got, he, the last two weeks, he's getting nothing out of Hopkins. He's getting nothing out of the likes of Gaskin and Mike Davis, who we thought were going to, you know, Damian Harris. Like he's got so many starting running backs that just don't either like either play anymore or like, so very confusing. Uh, I would say out of, I would say Hesse's team, you know, after this week, I mean, he went up against Gooch who just blasted him, you know, scoring, Hesse's scoring close to 170. That's second place points this week. So anyone else he would have won and Hesse would be looking at a three and one instead of a two and two. Again, I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's very it's so hard to predict. Hesse did just lose Montgomery, huge blow, and then you know I I don't I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss for words for these teams on you know the one and three Brandon and and whatever did did Matt lose this week? He's probably going to win, so Matt will go to two and two, right? To answer your question. I guess I would have to rank it. Come make a move again would be would be Brendan, Matt, Hesse. And I know we just we can't give Hesse the credit that he's so <laughs> wanting to have, but we all know Chubb. It's just, you know, he's just not getting it done. And geez, man, it is tight in that middle. You know, Gooch sitting here going gonna go to three and one after just putting up high points. Uh, and we're, we're talking about players we're talking about in the top, you know, he's got Debo McLaurin in the top six. He's got Stafford in the top five. I predict that Barkley will make a good push to get in that top five and Aaron Jones already in the top five. So he's got a lot of players just absolutely destroying these first four weeks. And if that keeps up, you know, I don't know who he's playing this next week. I think he plays me, so it's going to be super easy win for him. <laughs> so he, you know, depending on if Wade, Ben, you or Ernie gets a loss, Gooch could be a big power rank jumper next week. Yeah, he really could. I like, I like both, that answer. I think two weeks in a row now he's just put up huge points. So uh, his team's coming around. We, we talked about it, what, in that first power ranking show, like, Aaron Jones and Saquon could be the top running back duo in the league. And they're kind of switching off back and forth between huge games, but that stabilizes it's there. And then, yeah, the, the surprises of Debo and to a lesser extent, Terry are, are, I mean, if that, if that sustains, if If that's exact, if that sustains, this team is very scary because more so Debo than McLaren. No one saw Debo being a top five receiver. And even if he has a couple down weeks, he's still going to be a top 10 receiver just based off what he's already done. So yeah, when you have players like that, that are extremely outperforming out, Gooch is going to him and hob out. Oh, he was, I always knew he was great. And that's the what he's going to do. And that's fine. You don't. <laughs> when you have players like that, extremely outperforming, and then you have the likes of Saquon getting the come up, you know, stat, you know, you got the players ready to go, you know, depending on buys and injuries that team he's, it's looking like it could be an extremely scary team and he's going to go to four and one after this next week, beating me, 
you know, not to get too far into the schedule here, but, and then he's, you know, if, if it goes, we're going to have a showdown in week six between Gooch and, and Ben for maybe that top three spot. And mm. it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, I don't want to get too far in the future. We could say that about a lot of matchups. Oh, you know, uh, Hesse's got a, this and that you've got this and that, but just specifically about that middle Gooch, I think has been five ranked five the last you know, last week and now this week with a win against me and maybe, a you know, a loss from, from Ben and maybe a loss from Wade, we could see Gooch cracking that top three and uh, maybe for there to stay for a while. Got, got some big weeks coming up also with the buys. That's when things kind of start getting a little trickier for teams. I'm not looking at it right now, but what if, Debo and Terrier are on by the same week. I don't know, but you know, that's, that's a thing too, where he'll be looking strong and then he'll play, I don't know, maybe a, a, like a Matt or Doug, someone at eight or nine spot on one of those weeks. And then things flip too. So that, and that could be said for everyone in the top or bottom buys are the, are the great equalizer. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> really, I don't really workshop that take. So put that one on the back burner for now. All right, well, that's the ranks this week. A big shakeup. Congrats to Ben again. And before we get into the week five matchups, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Huge Plus is back saying congratulations to all the new dads in the LV Dynasty League. And we want to celebrate. We want to have a promotion for you, the listeners of the Scum and Sneak Show. So, if you support these new families, and if you send a meal to Ben or Brandon, we will give you the remainder of the year of Juge Plus sub free. That's right. Support your friends, send them some food, and you'll get the ultimate resource in fantasy football. The company that only skips one week sometimes for their newsletter. So if you are convinced, if you want that in your life, if you want to just sub to the greatest thing you've ever read, seen, and heard, well, it's Juge Plus. So send those meals over and happy babying. And we're back. Shink, are you ready to get into these juicy week five matchups? Let's do it. We've got a lot to talk about, and uh, it's going to be a fun week five, and I'm ready. So we've got newly named Big Coffee versus the Big T team, 3-1 versus 0-4. Big Coffee versus Big T. What's your initial thoughts, Shneek? So we got Scum and T. And honestly, I don't want to make a big hullabaloo about this one because T's been down there in the, the doldrums in the basement with me all year. But this is going to be the blood of the week. Let's come and sneak blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. This just has to be the blowout of the week. You're probably going to lose to Doug. You need to get that comeback win, that big, that big money blowout. 
And projections are currently already stating that to be done by close to 50 points. T's team just is not going to be able to hang with you. You get that win. T gets blown out. And uh, he stays down there at number 11 with me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, T, we love you. You know, I know you don't listen anymore, but. It's once a part of the show, now not listening. <laughs> Things change quick. They, they just do. They do, man. I mean, T's trying. He made some moves. Maybe Brandon Bolden can be a sneaky play now in that RB2 spot. I should win handily. I, I don't like to brag about blowouts of the week. You know, I've got a few under my belt. You know what I mean? I know it. Maybe Odell and Baker Mayfield can start connecting on some of those shots that they've missed, but a lot of questionable tags on T's roster. And yeah, I mean, I just like, I like Mahomes and Kelsey in the shootout with Buffalo on my end. Some of the other matchups aren't that great, but maybe Calvin Ridley kind of gets back on track against the Jets. Yeah, I, I don't expect like a, a massive week from my, my team, especially with a questionable flex spot. I might have to look at swapping out Rondale more, but yeah, I like my odds regardless. Yeah. I don't know really what to be said here. I don't see any way, shape or form that uh, T T wins here. One interesting thing that just crossed my eye is the Packers are at Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I'm like, have the Packers like ever played the Bengals? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I go, I went back just now, and Rodgers hasn't played the Bengals since 2017. Wow. So whatever that means, if it means anything, it's just a fun little tidbit, unless I miss something. But I'm like, wait a second. The Packers and the Bengals never play each other. And yeah, they're, really like- they're playing each other. So maybe T can get like 80 points uh, out of Rodgers, but he won't. Uh, and even if he does, he's probably still going to lose. Sorry, man. Sorry, T, but good luck anyway. Move on to a more fun matchup. A lot of a lot of history between these two. Team Chase is delivered, our number eight team, versus number six, Peyton Sawyer, and a shout out One Tree Hill. Matt, Brendan, Brendan, Matt, Peyton Sawyer. <laughs> Little One Tree Hill. <laughs> Brendan's got some nice matchups down the line. You know, Wilson, Swift, Adams, Diggs all look to be in plus matchups. Uh, Matt does not look in like. The same thing, though, unfortunately. Herbert against Cleveland. Uh, Gibson against the Saints. They've got a stout run defense. Uh, we don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh. Does he have the firepower to make it happen? Does he make enough roster moves to get the win? Unfortunately, I'm going to go with Brandon gets a win here. Yeah, I don't – Mike Davis on the bench, maybe – Maybe against the Jets, uh, it's uh, that London, uh, London game. Maybe he can get some scores, but with Cordero Patterson. Damian Harris against Houston's a pretty, you know, maybe he puts him back in the lineup. I don't know, man. I think Brandon gets the win here. Hopkins uh, seems to be hurt, more hurt than is being let on. And Matt's definitely made some tinkering. He doesn't play Allen Robinson anymore. Maybe he'll play him or Mooney this week after the Mooney game. Tim Patrick against Pittsburgh, I don't necessarily love. Just don't love these matchups on Matt's side, which, and I like a lot more of these ones on Brandon's side. So Brandon gets the win. Yeah, I think Brandon gets the win as well. Mostly, I mean, like, maybe if Matt can get A.J. Brown back and he's healthy, that would be a big boost. 
we haven't heard yet. We don't really know if it was just like a one week thing and he'll be right. So that's one thing to monitor, but you went through a lot of the options Matt has too, just either in that flex or replacing AJ Brown. It's, it's a lot of question marks. It's so hard when you can't trust Mike Davis. You can't trust Miles Gaskin. You can't trust Tyson Williams. You can't trust the, whoever else you mentioned. And there's potential to, for all of them to be good, uh, except maybe Tyson, but uh, yeah, just a tough spot with the injuries and the underwhelming performances specifically from Allen Robinson. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the, the thing that's going on with Matt's team is starting out the year, we were like so much depth and so much possibilities. And like I said, it's either been injuries or just not living up to it or weird game plays or what have you. And that's turned this team into a, a, at this point, a a mediocre team. Uh, So, and then looking at the roster, like who's going to, who can be the big pop, who's going to pop for him? Like who's going to be able to throw those pop numbers in there? Like, like the likes of Devonte Adams can do or the likes of Diggs can do. I don't see it happening on the receiver side. And I just, it's just a, been an unfortunate year so far for Matt, who was a contender after going to the championship last year. Uh, if some of these players don't turn around, it's going to be an underwhelming uh, year for him, unfortunately. Yeah. But I mean, Brandon is the one sitting with the worst record. So if if Matt can't pull it off, that would be a huge blow to Brandon. I'm just looking at it now, and I agree with you. I don't think there's enough, like, to question on Brandon's team for it to be that compelling to, you know, pick against him because I would expect Diggs to have a great game against the Chiefs. I would expect Devontae Adams to bounce back like we've already kind of talked about in this episode and Russell Wilson against the Rams, it should be a high scoring game and he should do just fine. So, you know, as much as we want to take a look at it, it just seems a little bit like Brandon will have enough for that matchup. Aye, aye, Captain. All right, let's move on to Team Wade Yealy, number four, versus our seventh ranked team, the Full Monty. And this is a, a big split in our, our ranks and in their positioning record wise, but I think it's a little closer than, than that. And I kind of jump ahead here that I haven't been doing, but I think Jesse will win this one in and end Wade's undefeated streak. Well, this is where we're going to disagree because I have Wade winning and going four and zero. All right. But I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Jesse do that. I just don't am not thrilled with his matchups down the, down the line. Uh, when, especially with Montgomery going to be missing time. I don't, I don't have any confidence that he can pop Melvin Gordon in there or, you know, I just, I like Josh Allen against Kansas city. You just alluded to a Sunday night. It could be a barn burner could be a huge point get. And then freaking Cordero Patterson in London against the jets. I know the jets have a good run defense, but he's not really been getting too much like carries. So he could get another couple receiving touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, if we're talking about the Kansas City Buffalo game being a being a blowout, being a big, huge, you know, 80 point affair or whatever combined, and Tyreek's going to be a part of that. Mike Williams having an absolutely monster year. I think CD bounces back against the Giants this week. 
uh, and Hawkinson's due to get back into the end zone or get back into, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of targets, a lot of catches. As much as Kareem Hunt has been playing well and Mike Evans is short TD dependent, uh, Jefferson, you know, has been getting like 80 yards and touchdown. I just don't see it being enough. Lamar Jackson, again, is just being fairly pedestrian with his fantasy points, 23 and 24 the last two weeks. You know, he gets Indy this week, not the best defense, but, you know, his best performance against Kansas City, which is what he needed to do with 40 points. So against the, the teams that he doesn't necessarily need to throw it a bunch and run all over the place, he's going to be in that, that low 20 spot. And we know with the way that builds on Josh Allen, like I just think Josh Allen and that that is going to – I think that's where it's going to the, – the kicker here is going to be Montgomery out – and Josh Allen happened to score a million points against the Chiefs. I see that. I just think that Wade is going to get another zero out of Sony Michelle, or if he plays Ronald Jones, I mean, maybe he gets the touchdown like he did last week, but it's basically another zero. And then Waddle against the Bucks. I just see the, the Bucks really getting to Jacoby Brissett and making life real hard on that team. So I think there's going to be some down performances on Wade's end. And then, I like Lamar stacking with either Andrews or Hollywood. I mean, one of them should catch a touchdown against the the Colts on Monday night, if not both. So I, I think that'll be enough for Jesse to overcome not having Montgomery. All right. Well, we shall see. It's going to be a good one. That is the matchup of uh, our number four and our number seven. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Next up, we've got LaVisca, LaVusca. Januska. Number two versus our number nine ranked team, Team Doug J. So uh, a Doug Thursday battle. Can Doug slay the Giant two weeks in a row? I, I, oh my gosh, that is, it's so juicy to, to pick Doug to beat Ernie and just, take you down and then take Ernie down would just be hilarious after all the, after where he started the year at, but I, it, uh, it doesn't happen. Ernie's Eric's team is just too stout, too good. Doesn't have the greatest of matchups and Doug probably has the better of matchups, but we're talking about pedigree of players and ability to score points. And even though his Doug's players have been like good, they're not great. And Ernie has great players. And it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to happen for Doug. It might be a lot closer than we think. Uh, projections are currently pretty stinking close, but I, you know, Mixon's going to be out of that lineup most, most, uh, you know, probably. Uh, and Elliot probably will get into that lineup as the tear he's been on. And that's, I mean, that's where we, where else can you go other than the running backs? It's Derrick Henry is not going to have 40 points. Uh, he might have 30, but like I said, we, he needs it all, and he, he's not going to get another whatever is Zach Wilson 30. I only scored 22. I guess that's not that, that big. I thought he had a better game. How, you, how are you going to lose the dog when Christian Kirk scored one point? What the heck? You want to know what happened? What Matt happened? Fournette is apparently a feature back again. That's what happened. Goodness gracious. 20 carries and three catches. Oh. So that's what I was going to say. I mean, what leads to Eric being maybe a little bit vulnerable, even though I would pick him to win as well. Mixon, probably not going to play. Maybe. We'll see. 
Uh, Dalvin Cook, who was in and out of the game last week, like maybe, maybe he is back and plays, but I mean, never a guarantee with him. So uh, some shaky things there. And then Doug's trio of Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, and Daryl Henderson, now that Daryl Henderson is back and healthy, yeah. Uh, again, is what beat me, and they are, you know, workhorse backs. They're getting all of the work on those teams, Derrick Henry specifically, and Derrick Henry has the Jags, so he, I think, historically just destroys them and runs for, like, 90-yard touchdowns. So uh, that's the scary thing about playing Doug. Once, once Derrick Henry gets rolling, he only needs, you know, decent games across the board or maybe very good surprising games and he can hang with most teams. Yeah. And that's exactly what we said about Doug's team. He needs to fire all cylinders, the Henry, the Waller, and now with the Henderson being the feature back and that's exactly, and he's still got Waller to play, which he's probably going to get 10, 15 points. Like, you know, he always does. And that is what it took to beat you, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a little scary to think about it with it. I don't want to go too too far into this, and I don't want to say Doug's team is scary by any means, but he beat you with th- two to three good games out of players. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what if there's what that tells us. If if uh, uh, it's just, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. I don't know what we're gonna do if Doug can pull an upset out of Ernie. It's going to, I mean, our, our, our rankings next week could be <laughs> everyone that we started out in like the bottom half in the top half and everything vice versa. <laughs> well, how crazy would that be? I, that would be perfect going into the, after five weeks, it'd be perfect. It'd be like, there's no parody in this league. You know, no teams know what they're doing. Everyone sucks. And it's always the same guys. And here we are going into possibly a, a, a position to where you got the likes of Ben Wade, I mean, I don't know how far Doug would jump if he beat Ernie. Probably pretty stinking far. I don't know, man. It's Ernie wins. He's going to get – Dalvin Cook is going to have a huge bounce back against Detroit. Probably. You know, Suckup's not going to score 20 points again or whatever the hell it was. Ugh. Ugh, don't even get me started, man. Going into that game, up 15, and I lose to Suckup in a different league. But still, I just – Anyways, sorry, Doug. I mean, good on you, man. Like your team is performing way better than what we thought it would. And you could very well win again, but we're calling for the Eric win. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, then we will say we are wrong. (laughs) For all we know next week, it'll be Ronald Jones too with like 17 carries and Fournette only has like five because that's, that's how that goes, but we'll see. Yep. Next up, number 10 ranked team, Jimbo's Deer Deer Emoji, 0-4 versus the number one ranked team, Sawyer Payton, 4-0, Ben's team. Now, uh, we didn't say this is the blowout of the week, but Snake, something it else happening? It is the upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. Scum and Sneak upset of the week. Scum and Sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. 
That's right, Jimbo, my man. Jimbo's dear. You are going to get your first win by taking out Smith Ben 08, our top ranked team. You're going to do it this week, my friend. I'm giving, I'm giving you all the good vibes and the good, good on you's and the whole everything, man. You are going to come out and you are going to win. You are going to win. You are going to win. And it is going to be an upset. And we love it. We, we are rooting for you. We are all rooting for you. I'm calling it. You've got some nice matchups. I don't like some of these uh, Ben matchups. I think DJ Moore comes back down to earth. A skosh. Brandon Cooks gets shut out in New England. Komet. <clears throat> dum dum. Come on. We got Kyler Murray against the Niners. Could easily put up a 40 spot. Clyde has been coming around his last couple weeks. Yep. Not the greatest matchup, but he could. he's going to be involved in the passing game. Chris Carson gets a nice Thursday night matchup against the Rams. I think the, the Seahawks try to keep the ball away from the Rams and run Carson more. Woods had a garbage time touchdown. If he can get back in that, that, you know, he's got, he's got two major players on that Thursday night game. We saw Robbie Anderson get himself like 10 targets this last week. Maybe that progresses. Fans been good. This is it. This is Jim's win. This is Jim's win. He knocks out the number. And I was trying to, I was a little alluding to it a little bit that, after this next week, Ben could be falling and Gooch could be, you know, he's going to fall a little bit because he's going to lose, but he's not going to be out of the top five by any means. Jimbo could be him, make a big jumper, you know, with Doug losing, I'm calling Matt to lose. I think I'm calling Hesse to lose as well. So Jimbo, this could be your chance to make a run for that top six spot. If you can get a win and knock off our number one guy. And that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, I think that, this matchup is going to rely heavily on Thursday night. We've got Carson and Woods on Jim's side. We got uh, Cooper Cup on Ben's side. And I think Jim gets the better of that exchange for sure. Robert Woods broke the touchdown seal last week. It wasn't garbage time, but, you know, let's start to work him in a little more. And I think Jim's going to get James Conner into the lineup. Now, I know we've been the most anti-James Conner people probably on on air. Um, yeah, on air in history. <laughs> and it is a little bit chasing points. I mean, two two straight weeks where he had two touchdowns, mm. but he's clearly the goal line back. They're going to give it to him when they're near the, the end zone. And guess what? They're going to be there a lot because that offense is just moving. So, you know, maybe not 20 points, but you know, take away one of those touchdowns. He still has got a 14 pointer in him uh, each week. So I think, I think he'll get him in there instead of Logan Thomas for sure. Cause Logan Thomas probably isn't playing, but that's going to lead all again to Jim's upset of the week. Get off the schneid, Jim. Get off it, man. Get that win, make a huge jump in the power rankings. Uh, show us all what you're capable of. We're rooting for you, man. Let's wrap it up here with the number 12 team, Snake Inc. Very, very glorious enterprise, I must say. Mm-hmm. Versus number five ranked High Speed Chase, who we have been puffing up a little bit this, this episode. So uh, second upset of the week? Uh, no, unfortunately, <laughs> this uh, is not going to happen. Uh, I'm perpetually not able to get barely to 100 points. Uh, not for the lack of trying, you know, I have all the faith in my guys and I make, I, I make the moves that I feel like are right. And I'm going to do it again this week, try to put my best lineup out there, but 
obviously going to get a lot here. I already mentioned it earlier in the show. Gooch moves on to, uh, I think, going to go four and one. His team is just way too good, way too stacked to even remotely come close to losing against me. Nothing really to be said. Uh, we all know what Sneak Inc. is up to. And, uh, yeah, I go 0-5. Okay, though, you're going to lock up that number one pick. And, I don't know, let's, let's check in. Is it still Brees Hall? Because I don't think so anymore. You know, I, uh, I didn't get a lot of uh, research in this last weekend, but uh, I'm keeping my eyes and ears out there for the next best thing. And that will all come to fruition before we know it. Can't wait for that. Now, uh, I will say again that we didn't pick this as the upset of the week, unfortunately. We also didn't pick that as a blowout. And that's because, Segway, you have a hope this week. Sneak, do you want to hear about it? Okay, let's go right into it. This week's hope for you, Sneak, is Freddie Swain. Yes, I love Freddie Swain. I'm putting him in my lineup right now. Deep cut. You got to put him in. Playing on Thursday night, Seahawks versus the Rams, and Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are going to draw uh, Jalen Ramsey and that other good corner that they have. I don't remember his name. But guess who that leaves open? Freddie Swain. Yes. He got loose for a touchdown last week. He's been pretty involved. Uh, I want to say, well, let me take a look. I'll get you real stats here. Four targets, two targets, five targets the last couple games. So, again, pretty Love involved. Trending up, trending up, yep. And, yeah, I just I think he catches uh, a touchdown again. Maybe even has one of those bigger, like, deep shots. So, you know, potential for high yardage and a touchdown. And, yeah, I just think he'll be the option that Russ has to look to because those other two main receivers are not getting locked up. They'll get theirs for sure, but definitely going to have a tougher go of it than Freddie is. Mm, I'm excited to put some Swain in the lineup. And then dope this week, again, adding to our upset mix here is going to be Brandon Cooks on Ben's team. So, I mean, it's not his fault, but Davis Mills looks trash. <laughs> Terrible yeah. week last week. Yes. I would expect a bit of a bounce back, but they're playing the Patriots that really kept um, that high-powered Bucks passing offense in check. Uh, this past week so don't expect major things from Brandon Cooks Ben if you are listening and you want to avoid the upset maybe you look at one of the Bills receivers on your bench maybe you look at Devontae Smith but yeah Brandon Cooks is definitely a dope this week I like that call now I'm going to get into my hope call here and I hope you're listening Matthew the South Dakota Buffalo because it is Allen Robinson Ooh. Going back to him. There's going to be a coming to God moment in the Bears organization. And Allen Robinson needs the ball. He needs the opportunity. Montgomery going down. They're probably still going to try to run the ball a lot. But Fields is going to look uh, Allen Robinson's way. I'm calling that Robinson gets two scores this week. Wow. I mean, makeup time. I I like it. I mean – Fields looked much better, and uh, I think what happened was they gave – or Matt Nagy gave up play calling, right? That was part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see Robinson really uh, really bouncing back. He had that sweet catch on that on that deep, like, corner route on the sidelines. So Yeah, yeah. he had, like – I think he had, like, 60 yards this game. So, yeah. 
throw in a touchdown or two, he's back up there in that 20 spot. So I'm calling that he's a big hope this week. Try to find a way to put him in your lineup. If you ain't too scared, uh, be brave, play your stud. Uh, and this week, and this is also why I picked Ernie to beat Doug and not go for the takedown, the, the two toppers week after week, is because I'm saying Derrick Henry is going to be a dope this week. Ooh. I'm going big name, big, call. big calls this week. I'm, I called for Ridley to be the man last week, and, of course, he's letting us down left and right. Hey, hey, hey. He, he had like seven for 80. That's fine. I counted it as a push for you on your hope. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, I mean, I'll take it. But I'm saying this week, Derrick Henry gets bottled up by the Jaguars for whatever reason. They rally together and say, we don't need you, Urban Meyer. We are going to be our own team. And they shut down Derrick Henry. Uh, and that's why Doug loses. Sorry, Doug. You don't get the big Henry game. I mean, why couldn't that be this past week? But whatever. That's a bold call. I, I don't even know if I can see it. Other than maybe they like, maybe he has a, a decent game and goes for like 80 and a score, and then they shut him down because they're up. So that, that could be it, but I like it. It's bold. I got to go bold. It's time to go bold and, and, and beautiful. The bold and the beautiful. That is so beautiful. That's got to be a soap, right? It is now. <laughs> this week on The Bold and the Beautiful. Yes. All right, Sheen, let's round this out with America's favorite segment, Scum and Sneak at the Thursday night game wrong. Except we picked the winners. Well, I didn't last week. I was close, <laughs> though. Ooh, I thought the Jags were going to the score, dude. That's, like, way harder. <laughs> yeah, but I had it backwards. But still, this week, this is a fun one. We've touched on it a lot already in the episode just because it's actually like two good teams going against each other. But we've got the Rams and the Seahawks. Should be fun. Uh, yeah. I'm having trouble a little bit with this one again, too. So why don't you, why don't you start and pick first? All right. The score is going to be 34-31 Seahawks. Hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go opposite of you just to be fun. Um, I think the Rams bounce back uh, after losing to the Cardinals. They win 30 to 28. Okay. Close one. Close one. We're always picking close ones and all the games have been relatively close and exciting. Sometimes the Thursday night games are like letdowns, but they've been, They've been fun. Yeah, much better slate this year than we've seen in years past, even in the ones that we think are going to be duds. Yeah. But now, I mean, us saying that this will be like a a 14-10 game and, like, no one will do good. Yeah, it'll be like a bunch of turnovers and weird, like, yeah, it's going to – one of these days we're going to just get – like these two offenses, it should be high scoring. But, yeah, who knows? Maybe it'll be like something stupid. Well, let's hope not. And, uh, again – Here's your early episode this week, you vultures. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, I hope we'll be back next week. I plan to. We'll see how things go. But, Sneak, take us out. Yes, thank you to all of our loyal listeners, fans, friends, countrymen out there. We've got a lot of kids coming into the fold, and we will have another one here 
when we meet again, congratulations, everyone. And we love you. And bye. times though.